message is titled The Life That Is Light. It is the first in a series of teachings given by Brother Bile Akoni on the new creation man. For further inquiry or counsel, contact Living Seed Tapes, P.O. Box 971, Boko, Benue State, Nigeria. May God bless you and impact your heart as you listen in Jesus' name. Amen. We ask that you will send us help by the outworking of your spirit. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, I will go quickly. Even the story of creation, as important as it is for us in understanding the new creation that we need to focus our mind on, as soon as we talk of the new creation, you know that it meant that there was the old creation. Am I right? And we cannot lay a proper emphasis on the new creation man if we don't trace what happened to the old creation and what was the original intention of God for that creation and what went wrong with it. That is the context in which we want to dig through uh, what was God's original intention, what happened, what went wrong, why does God need something new. Is that alright? And where do we stand in all of this? Those are the challenges that we are looking at. Now, when you read chapter 1 verse 1, we are told that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. That is trivial enough for us to conclude and that let's go from there. But by the time you come into verse 2, you notice something else that appears quite strange which demanded a divine action and that we need to position our mind on it because maybe that is the issue that God needed to address and brought all that he now decided to do we are told that the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the spirit of God was overing other versions says the spirit of God was brooding over the face of the waters now, definitely, and I'd like you to please note that the Lord God who made the heavens is also the Lord God who made the earth. Psalm 115 says, The Lord God made the heavens and he made the earth. But heavens and heavens of heavens, he has decided to administer by himself. But the earth, as he giving to the children of men. Now we will come to that. But it will appear, and uh, even this, we will not have time to get into all the details, but it will appear 
as if were us. God who made the heavens and made it so beautiful also made the earth. And I could not imagine that God will make the earth without form. And that God will make something that is void. And that God will do something that is chaotic. But when you read verse 2, I want you to please quickly check your Bibles now. We have read King James. Do we need to repeat King James? The earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was overing <coughs> over the face of the waters. Now, good news. The earth was formless and desolate. Yes? Now, the raging ocean was engulfed in total darkness. Yes? The Spirit of God was moving over the waters. Yes, thank you. Where's the NIV? The earth was formless. Now, excuse me, what's the meaning of formless? Eh? Without shape. Formless. Formless. Empty. Yes? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Easy to read. Completely empty. Yes. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Now, where is the old living Bible, Susan? It was at first a shapeless chaotic mass what is chaotic when we say something is chaotic what does that mean eh? no order no order chaotic restless confusion eh? troubled turbulent turbulent yes thank you now maybe you can you can stop there for now. Where's the new English? The new English Bible. Quickly, sir. The earth was without form. Yes. And void. void. Alright, thank you. So there are a few words we are trying to bring out here. We are discovering that the earth was chaotic. Uh, it was a chaotic there, there's another version that says it is it was a, a an empty waste which version is this eh the amplified can you read it for us now quickly yes an empty waste good good thank you thank you now i don't know but i just want to suggest to you that it appears to me as if there is something that intervened or interfered with the situation of the earth that made it chaotic. 
that made it a waste that made it shapeless formless and a piece of another version call it uh, is a chaotic mass eh? something that has no shape turbulent troubled confused you know restless everything is just just chaotic you know if they just said it was uh, that the earth was uh, empty we say maybe god has not put something there but we are discovering that there is something here that is deliberately making the earth how chaotic making it empty making it a waste making it a useless piece of mat matter that is and you will sense as if they said and the old deep was engulfed did you notice something like that say so it was engulfed in what in darkness it will appear also as if there's something i don't know what we will call that darkness eventually as we go on in our study but i'm imagining that let's imagine that this is the earth eh we're imagining that this is the earth but in between it looks as if there's there is sorry what did what did they call that engulfed the whole thing we are told that darkness engulfed now it looks and I just want us to move out of this quickly so that we can get on. It looks as if there is a phenomenon. As if there is a darkness that has come to engulf the whole thing that God had put here in order to make it how? Chaotic. In order to make it empty. In order to make it void. In order to make it a waste. In order to make it useless and for whatever god had in mind for creating the earth when he created the heavens it is no longer visible it was no longer clear could god deliberately stand up to do something he made the heavens beautiful could he at the same time make the earth chaotic eh? but you see later on as we will be studying because and i want you to hear this in case we don't get at it again i don't know and don't waste our time asking me such questions uh, you may search the bible as you find out since by the time we come into genesis chapter 3 it appears that satan had already been in existence and had already been a rebel you are not following me now it appears as if before this period that we are talking about are you getting me it appears to me as if there is there may be a space that we cannot immediately determine how long it was between verse 1 and verse 2 of Genesis.
chapter 1. It appears as if there was an intervening force that came to ravage the earth in order to make it chaotic and to make it a waste. And it appears as if this darkness is a deliberate darkness. Eh? We will not know when it happened. When the Bible says Lucifer that has been there eh, in heavens he said he was going to exalt his throne above that of the most high God and he was cast out. Are you hearing me? And we cannot I'm saying we cannot now because we cannot spend all the time tracing if we can uh, picture a calendar of events and say maybe this happened in year so and so and so and so and so and so and so but I would like to say that it appears I see that when that man was cast out of heavens he came deliberately to do something what did he come to do? as if he came deliberately to destroy the earth to make it chaotic to make it void and to make it useless eh? now they said and darkness now we are, we are making some quick proposition which we need to prove and establish from the word of God as we go on can we go a bit further can we go a bit further you don't want us to go further eh? uh -huh. you need to come along so that I'll be sure you are following and darkness was on the face of the day and the spirit of God so can you imagine what we are looking at now it appears as if the spirit of God I don't know I'm just making drawings hoping that uh, you will have an understanding it appears as if the spirit was seeking to do something here Eh? but then there is an intervening darkness that is saying impossible eh? say no there's no space here and as if the spirit is hovering all around and looking for a landing spot where something tangible can be done in order to recover hallelujah in order to recover what darkness was making chaotic but you can see something in between the spirit and the earth itself a darkness darkness came to destroy all that God will have wanted the earth to carry Darkness came to engulf the whole thing and to make it shapeless and to make it chaotic and to make it useless. Let's note that. And I want to quickly say that what we saw in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 is a battle, is a spiritual warfare that had ensued right from then and has not stopped up till now. Everywhere the spirit of darkness goes, what does he intend to do to God's creation?
He wants to destroy it. He wants to engulf it. He wants to make it chaotic. He wants to turn it to become shapeless. He wants to make it useless. He wants to make it void. He wants to destroy the beauty of it. He wants to reduce it to a chaotic piece of mass. He wants just to turn it to a wilderness. A place that nothing can come out. Nothing useful can, 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 can be taken out of it. Shapeless, void, empty, and what? Chaotic. That's always what the spirit of darkness wants to do anywhere. Is that alright? And any time the spirit of darkness find opportunity to break forth into any place, what he wants to do is to make it chaotic. Praise the Lord. Anywhere, if the spirit of darkness were to enter into a family, what does he want to do to that family? He wants to make it chaotic. He wants to set up a chaotic situation between the husband and his wife. And he wants to turn that family into a shapeless, formless void. Where nothing actually can be established. Now if you will note that at the back of your mind. And we will begin to introduce the prince of darkness himself what he loves to do one of the things the bible says about the prince of darkness in the book of isaiah let's try to check what the scripture says about him both in isaiah and i suppose in ezekiel can we quickly check praise the lord isaiah chapter 14 are you there okay I want you to read very quickly from verse 12. We are looking at the prince of darkness. Eh? We are looking at the source of darkness. What is his hope? What does he want to achieve? What is his desire for wanting to destroy God's creation on the earth? How art thou falling from heaven, O Lucifer? Verse 12. Son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken what? The nations. What did we notice about the devil there? He loves to weaken nations. He loves to destroy nations. For thou hast said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven, and I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. They that see you shall narrowly look upon you, and consider you, saying, Is this the man? That made the earth to do what? To tremble. And that did shake what? Kingdoms. 
What does the devil want the earth to do? He wants to shake the earth and make the whole earth to tremble. To cause confusion. He shakes kingdoms. Now, when the devil sets his focus on destroying, he finds every other opportunity he can he can harness within his jurisdiction and even those without outside his jurisdiction to cause confusion. He's the one that makes the whole earth to do what? To tremble. He shakes kingdoms. Now go on, go on. Let's let's read on quickly. That made the world as what? As a wilderness. So when the Bible begins to tell us that the earth was formless, was shapeless, was like a chaotic mass, and that the whole thing was engulfed in darkness, we can see where the issues are beginning to come from. That made the world as a wilderness, and destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not the house of his prisoners. The devil, even if you serve him for 50 years, he never remembers to open door for his prisoners, even for once. He's such a wicked tyrant that once he captures a life, he wants to keep him oppressed for all the years. Are you with me? Now, that is the picture of the prince of darkness. So when we came to chapter 1 of Genesis and verse 2, which gives us an insight a little, which we are going to study quickly, we saw the Bible saying, And the darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving, was hovering. I think that's what you read for us from NIV. It was hovering on top of the face of the waters. Now, that's an issue. It looks as if there's a battle. Eh? It looks as if there's what? A battle. As if darkness has come to turn the whole thing to become void, chaotic, without shape, without direction. And to destroy, is, is, you know, he engulfed the whole thing. And the Spirit of God, the Bible said, is, was over and it was moving on the face of the tape. There is, there is a, a, a spiritual kind of warfare that needed to be addressed. You know why I'm going all this way? I want you to know that the creation of man, eh, the original time that God was creating man, he was created in order to enter into uh, a labor for God, against a spiritual opponent. Do you understand? Right from the beginning, there was a battle that he was created to en engage in. And when man became careless and he fell, we're going to see the consequences of all of that. But in verse 3, God was going to deal with darkness. Is that alright? God was going to do what? Deal with darkness. Let's put it like this. What caused the chaotic 
What caused the chaos on the face of the earth? Is the darkness. And God himself knows. Please note this in your mind. God himself knows that until you have handled the matter of darkness, trying to rehabilitate the earth is a waste. Do you understand? Until you have handled the matter of the prince of darkness, whatever you are trying to do to correct the chaotic nature is a waste. Because it will do what? It will destroy it again. So God's first solution to the chaotic issue on the face of the earth was to deal with what? Darkness. Now, and what will be God's method of dealing with darkness? We notice in verse 3, And God said, What? Let there be light. Now, there's a great thing I need you to note between that verse 3 and verse 14. And verse 15. And up to verse 16. We noted that God said, Let there be what? Light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light, what? Day. You will notice that that day is a capital. Have you noticed that? That that is capital day. And the darkness he called what? Night. And the Bible said the evening and the morning were the first day. So, I don't know whether you are noting that now. You will notice that when they now came to use the word the first day, the first day of 24 hours or whatever, is not a capital day. Have you noticed it? Can I go over it again? And God called the light. What did he call it? Day. And God called the darkness night and he separated the light from the darkness and he said the light that came to deal with darkness at the beginning shall be called what day and yet that day is not days am i are you following me that day the capital day that we are reading about there is not the same as days it's not the same as the first day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, seventh day. We're not talking of that. Do you understand? We're talking that there is a light that God released to come and deal with what? Darkness. And once the light came, once the light came, what happened to darkness? The darkness went and parked itself aside somewhere. And God demarcated and said, well, as long as this light is here, this will be the boundary. You darkness, you can no longer overrun this place. Do you understand? That darkness can no longer engulf the whole earth. As long as that light, which God now named as what? Day. Now, 
let's turn our Bibles and try to see whether we can have an insight into this. It's very important. Now, now in First Thessalonians, in First Thessalonians, there's a curious use which I wanted to note. I think First Thessalonians is it chapter five? Yes, let's try to check First Thessalonians chapter five. If you are already there, are you already there? Okay. You will read verse 5. Who will read verse 5 for us? Yes. You are all children of the light. You are reading NIV. I want King James first. Yes. Yes. And the children of the day. Are you coming in contact with something again? Alright, go ahead. We are not of the night. We are not of the night. Nor of darkness. Do you understand that now? Do you understand that now? So it means then that there are there can be two children. The children of what? Of day. And the children of of Mr. Night. And those that are children of the day, they are children of light. Those that are of the night, what did the Bible call them? They are of darkness. Now, again, all I just wanted you to note, look at verse 8. Verse so again, what does that show you? What does that show you? Alright, that, that those of us that are the children of the day, it means that the light that God was referring to in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, which he called day, is a person. Does that, is that clear to you? It means that he is a person. And that the darkness that we were talking about is not just a dark cloud. It's not just what happens when the sun goes down. That the darkness that tried to engulf the whole earth and make it chaotic is also what? A person. Do you understand that now? So right at Genesis, there is a personality that God called forth to come and deal with darkness. And that personality is light. Abi? And God called him day. And so, as we go on, new, I mean, uh, First Thessalonians now says, it is possible to be a child of the night. And there are descriptions about those that are the children of the night. Eh? It shows us those that are of the night. He said, for they that sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love. And for an helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us unto wrath but to obtain salvation 
by our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you understand to that point? Alright. Oh. We are still trying to trace a matter. The matter is that right at Genesis, there was a battle. There was a conflict. We see someone that the Bible referred to as darkness. That is trying to make everything void and chaotic. Causing confusion, making everything shapeless and without form. Wants to make everything void. And God's first approach, before He can rehabilitate the earth, before He can make it beautiful, is to deal with the agent of darkness. And what is God's answer to darkness? Light. Light. Let there be light. Now, let's put it like this. Everywhere darkness is operating, what is the solution to it? It must be light. Light. Alright. Now let's move from that scripture and let's try to please hold on this because we are coming back. Let's go quickly to John and see something again. We tie it and we go on. In John chapter 1 please, you will notice what is very interesting about John chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 1 is what is it? The two chapters are the only chapters in the Bible that began with in the beginning. Now, if the two chapters were talking about in the beginning, do you not imagine that they are talking of the same time? Since there are no two beginnings, are you hearing me? Since there are no two beginnings, it means then that John chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 1 must be describing the same event. They must be talking about the same time, even though they are discussing it from different angles. Even though they are looking at it from different perspectives. But they must be dealing with the same issue here. Now, let's see what he said. He said, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. Is that alright? Now, going on to, to still talk about this word in the beginning, it said, In him was life. And the life was the light of men. Now, we wanted to be sure that when God said, Let there be light, he was talking to somebody. Do you understand? He was talking to somebody. The Bible said, And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness. You see, they will have just said, and darkness. But, but the Bible was very clear. They say, and the darkness. What does that show you now? 
there's a particular darkness. There is a particular darkness that that light came forth to deal with. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Alright? There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness. To bear witness of the light. Do you notice now that they have turned it now capital? Have you noticed that now? They are beginning to again show us that that light is what? Is a person. Is a person. Now, and the Bible said that all men through him might believe. John was not that light. But he was only sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lightens every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came unto his own and his own received him not but as many as received him. To them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name which were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of God and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth can I ask you so what is this light eh? the Lord Jesus let's note that very carefully let us put that at the back of our spirit because we will need to look at it before we build into where we are going here. Now that light that at the beginning that came forth to shine and the darkness cannot comprehend it, cannot, cannot do anything over it, cannot engulf it, that light at the beginning was with God. Is that alright? And that light we are understanding from scriptures today that he is what? Is the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus. So right at the beginning in Genesis chapter 1 we see something already taking place. Do you know that it was after that miracle when, when light came and darkness packed itself to one side and God said the light shall be called day and and darkness the darkness shall be called night then God can begin to do his work Amen you can now see God began to now say now let there be firmament what we see up here as the sky Eh? or what we call the heavens God said let there be let them separate between waters and waters and do you know that behind behind the sky as you see there is there is there is water 
Do you know that? What God did when he wanted to destroy the world of Noah was simply to open the firmament that has kept water away. Say, so let it come down. And do you know also that the firmament only separates water from water? Do you know that? So actually, under here, there is water. That's why anytime you dig, you dig a well or you dig a borehole, you touch water. And if you dig deeper, you touch a level of water that can never dry. So the whole earth actually is standing in water. The diagram we see now, it just, it just God who told all the waters down here to pack themselves on one side so that there will be a dry ground for us to walk upon. It's so wonderful. So when it was, when the man was misbehaving on earth, God just simply said, well, I will just tell the water that I told not to overrun the place to run. And so they came. They broke from under. They came from top. And everything was finished. Do you understand? Alright. But we saw that the first thing God dealt with was what? Darkness. One man called Mr. Darkness. We don't have another way to put it. He's a person. He's a person that is bent on destroying. He's a person that is bent on making everything chaotic. Praise the Lord. Can I move from there? Do you understand? In order for you not to confuse what happened between verse 1 and verse 5, you will notice that verse 14, which is the fourth day, give us a very, very meticulous description of the creation of the sun, of the moon, and stars. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide day from the night. And let them be for signs, for seasons, for days, and for years. Is that, is that meaningful to you? Do you know that our days our seasons, whether it is winter or summer, whether it's dry season or wet season, we base it on the sun. Eh? I hope you know it's the movement of the sun that determines what you call one day, that determines what you call one week, that determines what you call one year. Now, can I ask you, what is one day in geography? They ask we are told rotates on its own axis and yet the earth is gliding around the sun in an orbit Earth we rotate around its own axis once in 24 hours and every time the earth completes the rotation on its axis you have one day but then it goes around the, uh, the sun once in 365 days. And that's what you call a year. And this now, it is the direction, the position of the sun, I mean, of the earth towards the sun at any particular time that determines the season where we are talking about. 
I don't know whether you understand that now. Now there are other countries. They don't. They are not like us. There are countries today, as we are talking now, they are in darkness because of their own position, because of where the earth has turned them. For some of us, the earth has turned us to face the sun. Now, for them, the earth has turned their own life against the sun, so they are in darkness. And they could be like that for several months because the earth is just rotating and the angle where they stay, they cannot always be in direct connection with the sun. Do you understand? So, again we notice that the sun, the moon, and the stars were created by God and the Bible said, let them be for signs, let them be for seasons, let them be for days and for years, and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and it was so. God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day, what is that greater light? The sun, alright? And the lesser light to rule the night, what is that one? And he made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Now, what are we talking about this fourth day now? God is just dealing with what? Ordinary lights. Do you understand now? Does that, is that clear to you? That when we talk of let there be light in verse 2, we are not talking about sunlight. We are not talking about moonlight. We are not talking about starlight. We are talking about a person that came to handle the problem of the darkness. There's a darkness. There's one man called darkness. He's a person. He's a personality. And his intention is to destroy. His intention is to kill. His intention is to scatter. His intention is to make sure that nothing that God made has any shape. Praise the Lord. Now, and as God now began to rearrange everything, to bring everything back to their shape, God created and created and created and created and created. Then in verse 26, as if God came to a point, and I want us to introduce verse 26, that will be the, the beginning, the genesis of man. That's where man originated from. Do you understand? That's where God began to conceive the idea of man. <laughs> so, can I put it to you? Ever before man was made, Lucifer has been in existence. Is that alright? And he has chosen to be the enemy of God even right from then. Is that alright? And Lucifer, he had declared war against God's purpose, against God's will, right from the onset. And so, whenever you see the spirit of darkness, his own purpose is to do what? Is to destroy, is to make chaotic whatever God has done. 
So if the prince of darkness were to see a brother like this and he is doing beautifully well for God, what is the plan of the prince of darkness? Is to cause confusion, is to engulf him, is to engulf him completely, engulf his life to the extent that he becomes useless, he becomes chaotic, he is in a chaos. His life doesn't have any shape again. It doesn't have direction anymore. That's the plan. But at every time that God wants to deal with darkness, what is God's answer for darkness? Light. But this light we are talking about, is it candle light? Is it starlight? Is it moonlight? Is it sunlight? Now, what kind of light is this? It is more be a person. Now, so we read that other scripture, John chapter 1. He said, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light that lightens all men. Say, and the light shineth. And darkness cannot do what? Comprehend it. So, what kind of light will deal with darkness? Let's quickly settle that before we go on. What kind of light will settle darkness? Yes? The light that is life. I don't know how to put that now. The Bible says in him was life. And the life was the light of all men. So what kind of light will, will deal with darkness? I want us to say to that because we need to say to it. The brother said yes. It is the light that emanates from life. It is a life that carries light. Oh no, 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 no. Do you understand that? Are you understanding that now? That if God were to deal with darkness now, what will he look for? He will need for a life that has light, that carries light. Is it getting clearer for you now? That if God should look at a particular place and the whole place is engulfed with darkness, if he were to look into a particular tribe and that tribe was engulfed with darkness, what is he going to do? Yes? He will look for a life that has light. Do you understand that now? You are getting me now. God will like to say again, let there be light. But that light can only emanate from where? From a life. Are you understanding what we are talking about now? Now, let's imagine that in Bauchi State, there is a tribe that is completely engulfed with darkness. And God see how the whole place is chaotic. How the whole place is formless. Void. Marriages are scattered. Children are wayward. The whole place is upside down. And you can see darkness engulfing the whole place. If God wanted to deal with that darkness in that particular tribe in Bauchi State, what is he going to do? Eh? There has to be what? A life that carries light. And God will now say, let there be light. 
light emanating from a life. Now, let me ask you. The greatest need of God is life that has light. Are you hearing me? God's greatest concern in order to deal with darkness anywhere. Listen, and I want you to note here now. Let us imagine that in your family, even your own direct family now, let's imagine that darkness has engulfed everywhere. Your husband is chaotic. All his brothers are wayward. What does God need to deal with that darkness? Eh? He needs a life that carries light. He needs a life that bears light. Let me ask you. When God saw darkness covering the whole place, did God begin to shout and say, You darkness! Go away! Darkness! Go away! Darkness! Go away! Is that what God did? What did He do? Let there be light. He called light forth. From where? From a life. We are looking for life that shines rather than life that shouts do you understand God is looking for a life that does what that shines rather than a life that is shouting let us establish this part before we go shouting does not deal with darkness even if you get into your room now and there is no light. And you stood there. And you started shouting. And say, Oh, what is this darkness all about here? Who brought this kind of darkness? And you went everywhere shouting. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't like darkness here. Will darkness hear you? What will darkness do? There will be more darkness. But if you went in and you did not even talk, and you just light a candle or you took torch light and you put it on what happens to that darkness you will just move without talking even darkness itself knows that once there's light I can do nothing against it now we need to establish this that the divine plan of God to deal with darkness is to call forth light from a life. So in that verse 26, we now see God wanting to do something permanent. Let's see what God planned to do. And God said, let us make man in our own image. Now, what is God's image in that place? Now, I want you to see there are very wonderful things here. One Bible version, I mean, one Bible verse said, God is what? Spirit. Have you? Because 
we saw the Spirit of God hovering over that place. Amen. But then, we also noted that the Bible says, and the Word was God. Is that alright? Eh? And that in Him, that Word was life. And the life was the light of all men. So let's try to establish what is God's image that God is talking about there. Apart from God being spirit. Let's look at let's look at first John. First John chapter one. Would you like to read from verse five? Yes, Mike. This is the message we have heard of him. Yes. Is light. Did he say God is in the light? What did the Bible say? God Himself is light. Yes. Oh my God. Did you see that now? And in Him is what? No darkness at all. What's the meaning of at all? Samsa, no darkness. No darkness. At all, you can't see one bit of darkness. Thank God that when Jesus came, he said the prince of this world came. And he did what? He has found nothing, he has nothing in me. What is the prince of this world? It's darkness. It's darkness. Say found no darkness. Nothing. None of this is in me. Yes, brother. You cannot say you are fellowshipping with God and you are walking in darkness. How can you do that? Because in Him there is what? No darkness at all. Not one single darkness. So you can't say you are in communion with Him, you are walking side by side with Him and there is darkness in your life. Uh -uh, you are not together. Yes? If we walk in the light, as He is in the light, uh -huh. so from that scripture, what is the image of God? God is light. There's no darkness. There is no variableness or shadow within. God is light. So when God said, "Come, let us make man." In our own image. What is God talking about? Who is going to help us there? We are back in Genesis now. God said, let us make man in our own, in our image, after our likeness. What is God demanding? What does God want to make? God wanted to make a man that carries, that has life. And that life carries light. Oh, do you understand what we are talking about now? God is now saying that since we know that the answer to the prince of darkness is what? It's light. But it's not candlelight. It's not sunlight. It's not starlight. It's not moonlight. Because if it is moonlight, since God has already set the moon and already set the sun in the sky, Shouldn't the problem of darkness have finished? But God knew that that darkness is not the kind that sun can handle. 
that even now do you know that now as the light is everywhere the light of the sun people are still in darkness because the darkness we are talking about is the one that engulfs them from head to toe they don't know where they are going and God now say since the solution to the problem of darkness over man and over the earth is matter of light that comes from life let us do what let's now make man in our own image let's pour life inside a container now we're coming to look at that let us pour a kind of life into a container and this life what is it place it carries light there's light inside so let us make man in our own image so that he can exercise what the authority authority of what authority of light over darkness but this authority is not authority of shouting is authority that comes out of what a, a, a shining life oh are you following me now and do you know the plan of God so that anywhere this man goes there is what inside of him there is a life actually his life the life that he's carrying up and down is what is light so if he comes here now and darkness is somewhere around the moment this man just comes in there with his life that is shining a light what happens to all the darkness around what we do mr darkness there says sir why are you coming here again why are you coming here again if he moves to this side all the darkness that have gathered around that side what do they say they disappear they say he has come here again so you know what God planned? God planned to make man that will become an embodiment of a life that is what? That is light. This is the plan of God. This is the desire of God right from the beginning. A life that carries what? light and if you see the way the bible put it we will study how god made it when we come back tomorrow when we begin to look at the design we will see it but let's first understand what is god's original purpose of making man now who can put it to us in one sentence yes the sister God is looking for a man whose life will deal with darkness because it is a light that does what? That shines a light. That has been God's plan. God's arrangement is not to keep speaking all the time and keep saying, Let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be light. That's not what God wanted. God said, look, let's make man in our own image. Let's pour life 
into this one that is what is light so when we post him let's post him to a point all darkness that is around there what happens to those darkness they are subdued and God now said let him multiply what is God's plan that it should do what multiply the kind of life that will be light and let them subdue and replenish the earth do you know the meaning of replenish that means let them fill the earth oh do you understand what I'm saying now can I ask you why did we put all these fluorescent bulbs everywhere here why couldn't we just locate one fluorescent here and hope that everywhere inside this tent will give us enough light why because darkness they cannot comprehend this one here but when they move away they can go and hide themselves in one corner there and it will be thick darkness is that alright so in order to deal with darkness that will be on that side what did we decide to do too we put another bulb there 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 if you have ever known how darkness operates once you put light on one side all the darkness around that area what would they do now they park they park to where there is no light are you understanding they go and stay where there's no light and they say well light stay there this, this is our own uh, jurisdiction you don't come here if you want to go and cancel the darkness that has got uh, parked there what do you do also you just carry one light and throw there and as soon as light comes there you see darkness and say he has come here again let's look for where there's no light and then they will move again to that corner where there's no light and they would like to hide there and God now said look let us make man a man that will carry a life that is what that is light and let him multiply let him spread so if this one produce this one say you go and stay on that corner i'm here what is your business what is his business there shine the light there and dominate exercise dominion in your lifetime darkness must not rule that is the plan that was the original commission that look you must dominate let them have dominion over the face of the earth so do you understand that the original man that God created was giving a life that is light and his mandate is not to look for food amen his mandate is not to look for where to sleep it's not to look to for what he was going to wear what is his original mandate it is to shine and deal with darkness and make sure that darkness never engulfs the earth anymore that was the plan of God we will stop here now so that we can build from here tomorrow but let me say to you God's plan for making man has not changed even though that man 
fell. He exchanged. Oh, it pained me when I noticed how he became a useless man. We're going to study it tomorrow. When we see God's original design and the way God wanted him to operate and the way he fell. We're going to see that. But let us establish this. God is the same yesterday, today and forever. Listen. Even when man fell, God still said, He said to Satan, He said, It is this the seed of this woman that will bruise your head. What does that mean? That means that God has not changed. That it is still this kind of man that will carry life with light that I have ordained to deal with darkness. God has not changed. God's answer for dealing with the darkness of our age is to get men clay jars or earthen vessels in whom he can do what? Pour a life that is light. And that as the light shines from the heart of these brothers and sisters, what will happen to darkness? Darkness cannot comprehend it. And once the life begins to break forth inside of them, which is light, darkness cannot continue to cause chaos in the lives of people. And if anybody refused to be saved, it will be because the God of this world succeeded in doing what? Blinding his eyes so that the light doesn't reach him. But you see, if he will not see light, it means as darkness is running, what will happen to that person too? Darkness will be pushing him back. That's the plan of God. What is the plan of God? Not to have eloquent pastors. Not to have preachers that don't have life. What is the plan of God? Is to get heathen vessels into which he can pour what? This treasure which is life that is light. And when that happens, when the light that is beaming out of your life is light, you will begin to see a penetration into the kingdom of darkness not because you are sweating but because you are just carrying the life about just because you are just living so when you come into the new testament you keep reading some certain passages that are very interesting it said you are the light of the world do you remember do you remember jesus say i am the light of the world said like that and then now say you are the light of the world let your light so shine. Say you are a city set on a hill that must not be what? Hid. Say, does anybody light his lamp and put it under the bushel? Eh? What does he do? Will he not put on the lampstand? So the question we need to stop here with as we pray. What are those bushes? that he is covering the light that God is putting here. Do you understand? 
What are those things? What are those patches of darkness that is not allowing the light that ought to break forth out of your life to deal with darkness where you are? Where you are? Everywhere darkness is, God's plan is not to be looking for light and uh, candle. It is to raise what? A life that is what? That is light. If we are going to succeed in dealing with darkness in your community now, what does God need? God needs life. That is light. Life that shines. Not the life that is shouting up and down. So the question, we have not gone far, but you need to deal with this question, even as you pray now. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I'm trying to understand in my heart that your intention is to raise a man in whom there is a life not that he preaches only God is not looking first for preachers what is God looking for? a life that has light do you know that a light that shines does not need to preach before darkness runs once it begins to shine darkness uh, this one is here this man has come here he has come he has come to cause confusion for us but is the life we live now are they so effective are they so effective I think we should pray at this point let us pray just bow your knees and speak to God. I want you to see that the man that God made at the beginning with the glory that God wanted him to have something happened to him. Something has happened. Something has happened. And that's what happens every time you went to sin. And there are still some of you that everything that God is trying to put together in your life to return that glory, you keep allowing it to be cut down. You keep making yourself a useless non-entity. You keep reducing yourself. You keep making yourself a useless non-entity. You need to pray now. I think what we need to pray about now first is Lord, can you bring my life back to that kind of experience where I also can move about with your glory all around me with your glory all around me I want you to pray on this I want you to pray to be an empty man is nothing it's not good let me tell you, no matter how big dress you wear, no matter how much you decorate, when the glory of God has left you, you are nothing. And that's what sin does. Sin makes a man empty. Sin reduces a man. He cut him short. Adam was cut short. Adam was cut short. Adam was cut short. Adam was, was made a useless man. 
could you pray for yourself now and say lord don't don't let me don't let me disappoint your purpose anymore it doesn't matter how many years you think you have been preaching when sin comes to a man's life like this he cut him short he removes all the glory he makes him empty he makes him ordinary he loses all his influence demons now can jump on him they cannot call around him because he has lost a glory it's only that life when god gives you that your life can become glorious i want you to pray just pray and say lord today don't let me miss the reason why you have created me don't let me miss the reason don't let me lose out on the issues that you are raising begin to pray begin to pray begin to pray that the lord will open your eyes to see what is in the heart of god at the beginning and to see the great fall to see and god is not gathering another set of people who will disappoint him like adam can you pray and say lord don't let me disappoint you don't let my life become ordinary again don't let me fall to the ground again thank you jesus thank you jesus hallelujah thank you jesus thank you in jesus name we have prayed holy spirit we ask we saw what is happening we have seen the great 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 attack that attack has not stopped there are some of us here oh god the devil has done the same again you started rebuilding a glorious life in us and yet sin carelessness wrong relationship wrong association wrong fellowship and communion with unbelievers has reduced that glory there will be some oh god that it is because of one small girl that the glory disappeared in their lives they are now an empty man they now speak and there is no power they now preach nothing happens because the glorious life has been cut short the struggle inside this moment lord i ask that your spirit will intervene i ask oh god that you will bring men unto conviction that what you want to do might be done to the glory of your name holy spirit